How you doing, Herky? You all right, pal? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Not too bad. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. It's been a you. long day. It has been a long day, long hasn't day it? work, yeah. Well, hello, guys. Welcome to episode nine. Nine. Episode nine Jeez, of the Naked Shoe. going to double figures. I know, they've flown by. Blimey. We're having fun. Um, so, what are the aims of the Naked Student? It's a good question, mate. Well, we want to offer a stripped-back approach to student life and also discuss the problems that all young people face. Yeah, look, we face most of these topics that we will discuss and we understand them. We, we basically just want to make it more accessible for younger people. Yes, indeed, hooky boy. I'm yes, being softer on my peas yet again. Yeah, we, we need to work on that with the, with the mic quality. Yeah. Um, but today we've got a wonderfully special episode. All the promises we've been making about bringing yeah, up, you know, having an interview. Finally, we've got our, our good friend James on. How are you doing, James? Not bad, mate. Not bad, man. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an <laughs> honour, actually. Yeah, it's the second honor. guest. We've had, you know... So, with you and Foley, two of our most profound friends, I would yes. say. Yeah. Uh, the most yeah. interesting. No offence to anyone else, obviously, but um, looking forward to this conversation. Best one, yeah. No, cheers, me too. So, so just to on. describe the room, um, so because it's James's first time yeah, sort of doing this podcast, changed, though, he, he's know. just staring out the window with his back to me currently. Luke's in the driver's seat. I'm in the, the, yeah, the, the hot seat. Uh, so it's quite nerve-wracking for myself, actually. Yeah, very nervous for me too. I think the eye contact. I was, I was guessing serious yeah, dry mouth before. And <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so should we just outline what we want to talk about with, with James today? Idea, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think uh, we want to talk straight away from, from uni, I mm. think, uh, and obviously talk a little bit about your, your years between 16 and 18, um, but predominantly your experiences with university um, and obviously, uh, you, you dropped out for a little bit and you went traveling, you've seen the world and, uh, you, you, you went for quite a long time, didn't you? Um, so yeah. I think we can explore that as well. Uh, so it should be a, a really interesting chat. I'm looking forward to it. How, how are you, James? Good. Are you good? Not bad, man. What have you been up to recently? Uh, so for the past two weeks since I've been back, my days have mainly been made up of, uh, going to the gym. Yeah, I'm just uh, <laughs> taking my uh, dog Scruffy out for walks. Yeah, oh, fantastic. So, Jim and Scruffy these past couple of weeks. But... The dream. When are you back to uni? So, I'm going to go back next week, I think. So, pretty that's final year. Yeah, yeah final year. I'm really jealous. Very excited, man. Yeah, Very I wish I was. We ain't got no to uni to go back to, have we? Just, just life just now. Just me and you. <laughs> Just life and podcasts. For the winter. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, do you want to start the conversation, Ross? Yeah? Take it away, my friend. Yeah, okay. So, basically, just wanted to know, like, obviously, you dropped out from uni. Can we ask why? Yeah, so I was basically, so I was studying uh, medicine. And I guess for me, um, I when I was 10 years old, I made this decision that I wanted to become a doctor or to be a plastic surgeon, actually. Really? Okay. That's interesting. And so, like, at that point, and my dad being a doctor, I think, so my parents gave me, they gave me a lot of encouragement growing mm. up. So growing up throughout secondary school, I didn't even consider anything else. It was always just going to be, yeah, I'm doing medicine, I'm going to be a doctor, and that's it. So I didn't pay any consideration to doing other subjects or actually taking time to think about you know what my interests were what i actually mm. enjoyed yeah um and so i went into uh went into medicine but 
and I only actually lasted six months in the course. Right, okay. And okay. to be honest, for those six months, I was pretty miserable at the time. Yeah. I was suffering from uh, depression. Mm. As you know, my motivation was lost. Yeah. Many yeah. dark days, yeah. sleepless yeah. nights, etc., yeah. etc. Yeah. Et yeah. And so, it was after six months that, you know, I finally decided that, you know, that I was going to leave the course, and. I guess as soon as I had this realization that I didn't want to be a doctor anymore, I didn't want to study medicine. Mm-hmm. It was like this kind of weight which had been ha- which had been hanging on my shoulder yeah. for the past like three years, because the signs of kind of my depression and be- being more kind of isolated actually happened in lower six. Right. Yeah. Okay. Beginning to lose motivation. Yeah. There. But yeah. it took me a long time to actually realize that, you know, this isn't what I want to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can can feel empathy with that because yeah. I know yeah. certainly first year, even if you're doing a subject that you enjoy, can be a very mm. challenging time. And and you were in London as well, mm. weren't you? So did that present any external challenges to you on top of obviously finding medicine uh, challenging as well? I mean, of course compared to other university towns, I mean, you know, London has its own challenges. You're kind of you're a lot more independent. You're on your own a lot more, yeah. and I think to really get the most out of it, you know, you really have to put yourself out there. But of course, given my kind of mental state, you know, that I didn't necessarily yeah. do that. Yeah. And I think anyway, it takes uh, longer to settle in in that time anyway. Of course. But having said that, I did actually make some good friends. Yeah. That that I do still see now mm. and actually looking back I don't look back on that time you know with pain and sadness that I once did yeah mm. that's oh, I just remember so learning curve isn't it really as mm. well and you learn a lot about yourself so of course yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure well, you, you, know. were with, you were with Hanno weren't you yeah uh, at KCL um, and obviously he was your friend at school yeah so I mean that's that's mm. great that at least you had a friend there but I just want to yeah. quickly explore that you know, obviously the decision to leave uni, no matter how hard you find the course, is never easy. Um, so I was wondering how long, and I know you might not remember it with complete clarity, but how long did it take you to reach that final decision to drop out? And when you did know? you reach it? Was there, any, was there a point, a specific point? Do you remember? I mean, so, if you don't, you woke uh, so up one morning. I think to, to, to answer that question, it, it took me a long time to reach the decision. Mm. Because really, it took me essentially three years to make it. Okay. Because that was when I, I believe unconsciously I was starting to show signs that I didn't actually want to do it. Yeah, yeah. However, if we're talking about the moment, the decision that I mm. decided to leave, I think it was after some counselling, after a few counselling sessions I had at university. And I kind of thought about it for one night when I was at the pub with Hanno and our other friend Alex Gawley. my mind was elsewhere and then when I got back to my room that evening I just decided yeah Yeah. that like that was it like I'm not doing medicine actually no not true (laughs) then the next day then the next day I went into like a two hour lecture yeah okay didn't take my books out never a good thing (laughs) didn't take my books out and the guy was talking about like enzymes or something like that and I just sat there I was like why the fuck? Why the fuck am I here? Yeah, like, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that point, like that was the moment where I realized, like you know, this course isn't for me. But at that moment, 
it was like this huge weight had been lifted on my been yeah. lifted on my shoulders. You're consciously now thinking, yeah. like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But you know, it's a positive step. I it's, think. it's incredible but, just to make that decision, honestly. But it was like you know, kind of for me in my recent development that point was kind of the turning point for me mm. because you know my future then I didn't see my future planned out year by year by year until I was you know 40 years old mm. you know my future now seemed open London seemed open like yeah. the world seemed open yeah. again so yeah it was a it was a quite overwhelming probably too overwhelming in a way yeah but it did feel like the shackles were off yeah and that actually probably for the first time I was now, or I felt that I was in control of my destiny. And that is, it was, that's amazing. It was quite, it was quite an empowering, over, yeah. empowering and overpowering yeah. feeling as well. I like that. Yeah, can it was I, intense. Can it was I just intense. ask, um, how, you know, how did your parents react to that? Because I know that a lot of people, including myself, have had clashes over uh, you know, not quite as significant mm. things. Um, so obviously a decision to drop out of uni, for you it was empowering. Uh, how did they react to that? Well, I think when I first went to tell them, and it was quite heated, unfortunately, between like my dad and I. But my mum was very supportive. I think my dad, over time, once he understood that, you know, that I actually didn't want to do it and my interests were actually elsewhere. And especially now that he's seen that and I've been really enjoying my course, he's actually really happy that I did make the decision to mm. drop out. Mm. And he's actually said, you know, James, you know, I'm really happy. I think you definitely made the right decision. Yeah. But it definitely took a bit of time. It wasn't like instantly, you know, wow, James, that's amazing. And I think they were also unsure that, you know, maybe because of my depression, I was, you know, thinking strange things that at that time anyway. Yeah. Maybe they thought that I was acting too fast. Mm. Okay, yeah. Or, you know, leaving behind something big, maybe not fully considering mm. the implications the, uh, yeah. Yeah, doing, of course, yeah. of the decision. Yeah. yeah. So it was quite normal, to be honest, but... Yeah, the over... parents have always had that, haven't they? Like, at a different viewpoint... Uh, yeah. to, I mean I know we both I had think, that haven't we Ross yeah, with, with yeah. that clash of uh, wanting to do something that your parents don't, don't yeah. necessarily support and at then that moment obviously in a couple of years time you look back and think wow that's probably the best thing I could have yeah. done yeah. in that situation mm, everyone exactly. looks back thinking right okay it's always short but term. at the time it can be quite difficult yeah, I understand be. that yeah. Yeah. and um, thank you like thank you for sharing that because I know that's a lot of people often find it quite yeah, difficult to talk yeah, about that yeah no it's all right uh, yeah. good to talk about and I know a lot things. of people of course, 100%. a lot of people will feel exactly the same thing yeah. mm. um, which is great but yeah so you, you you dropped out of uni and then what did you do for that that little period after did you go away straight away or were you just around for a little bit so at that point my world my whole world had basically just like blown up so I felt oh, that okay. I needed some proper time away from education and just from everything yeah just to kind of you know get my mind straight so I kind of worked for roughly a year stayed in London for six months works in a tea shop there moved back home to Manchester works in a supermarket for five months and then so roughly a year later that's when I went on um my big, uh, my big adventure. Your big yeah. adventure, yeah. I mean, the, need to hear more of it. I mean, yeah. So I mean, we don't even know that much of it. No. Uh, so we're excited. Looking forward uh, to. But I tell you what, just to break it up. Oh I yeah. I think. Uh, oh yeah. So today, um, we're gonna do our 
Pointless fact Fox of, of the, the day. day. Pointless fact <laughs> of the day. <laughs> Maybe there that's how we should do but it. But we're not doing one, are we? No, no, no. We've left Every this to now. Mr. Samaji, the guest. There we go. So, so, James Samaji, do you have a pointless fact of the day for us? I do have a pointless fact. So, I've recently been in Japan on my study abroad. And while I was there, I was astonished at the number of vending machines <laughs> literally everywhere. I mean, in the cities, in suburbs, you'd be in the countryside on the top of some like hill or mountain or at some secluded shrine yeah. and there would be a vending, vending machine, machine there. What was in the vending machine? Just crisp chocolate? So, I mean, usually a selection of drinks like teas, yeah. water, a few like coffees and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then aside from that, maybe cigarettes as well. Okay, nice. Can come and have We're not promoting smoking it. Um... Yeah, so I recently texted how mm. many vending machines there are in Japan, and it turns out that there are seven million vending machines. Jeez. Seven million? That's a lot. That's crazy. More than seven million. There is actually well, tw- twenty-three yeah. million vending machines. Why did seven million come from? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, but well, I did. I did look up the population nice. in Japan. The yeah. population is one hundred twenty-six million. So, so that is pretty much 23 that's one in every one six, six yeah. person one five, one there is six, a vending yeah. machine that's crazy well, I'd that's like to see what small. it is in the UK not many I've not seen a vending not, machine for think, a while I think they just get robbed a dying breed a dying breed I think they just get robbed yeah just by. get sucked and uh, emptied I haven't seen one for a while but that is a good one yeah, I like you said the pretty high there whoever's on next get thinking now yeah I wanted to do one today though I'm well, not allowed. We can save it for the next one, fella. Okay, okay. Uh, sorry, but sorry. I think that, that can conclude oh, our little uh, pointless, pointless fact of the day. Pointless fact of the day. <laughs> I like that. Cool. Um, so, yeah, Traveling. travels. This is what we want to hear. Everyone wants, you yeah, know, dude. I want to go travelling properly. Um, and I want to hear, you went to, you went to India? Uh, was that to start with or... What was the route? What was the big route that you did? Yeah, so I was away for six months in total, and I went to India, uh, Nepal, Vietnam, and uh, Bali at the end. Yeah, peace out. Got to get the Insta at Bali, haven't you? For yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, so I guess like some of the stuff I did while I was yeah. away, I met my Indian family for the first time. That's amazing. Okay. Stayed with them. Amazing. You know, yeah. met all these relatives that and family that I didn't yeah. know I had before. That's amazing. Um, and I worked on a tea farm for a month in some small village. I uh, tracked Everest Base Camp with a few of uh, our friends. I saw that, yeah. That was an amazing photo. That, that looked ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was cool. And then biked through Vietnam like for a month and then obviously took plenty of holiday snaps. Yeah, yeah. sounds like the parties and it does. Well, this is what we want to we, do actually. Yeah. And so we're as interested as everyone else just to, to hear it. All. But did you find that? Did you have a period when you were traveling when you felt sort of enlightened, uh, especially in India and and Nepal? Uh, these are places, very spiritual places. Did you ever have that moment? I mean, there there was one moment where this uh, where this holy man. And like the hills and like the, when I was working on the tea farm, kind of read, read, my, read my mind as opposed to, oh, this holy man I said to know and heal your problems. And then so I went to him and he kind of tapped me over the head with some basil, like put some flour on my forehead. 
and you kind of said in like the local dialect, um, you know, you have anxiety. So it's kind of like you're supposed to like know and like heal your problems in the way. Yeah. And then you kind of proceeded to like jump on a machete and whatever else. It was quite crazy. What are you going to say something but, else, man? <laughs> I had no idea that was game. But, um, but, like, wow. in, but like, so that was like one experience, but in terms of like the journey and like the traveling as a whole, it was actually a transformative experience for me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find your ambitions change when you got back from traveling? Do you have a clearer mind? I mean, I didn't necessarily know if I had a clearer mind, but maybe I was just more content. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. before I went, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do, mm. both kind of at university or, you know, in my life. But when I came back, I still didn't know what I wanted yeah. to do. But I was just like content with that. Mm. And I was so happy, happy with, with that. Yeah. So it didn't really phase me or bother me at all. Yeah. That is, um, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, different perspective, isn't it? Would you say, would you encourage people to travel, um, you know, when they're either before uni, you know, the classic gap year, or, you know, after uni, should, would you encourage that people to do that? I mean, I think there are, there are loads of benefits to traveling. And I think definitely if I went straight from school, did my gap year, and then to medicine, I think that would have been a great time for me to really kind of hone my interest and actually really find out kind of what I like and I hate to give the the classic you know traveler gap year <laughs> spiel <laughs> that's what we want to hear <laughs> I, I can't is bring myself to say yeah. I can't is it fine in yourself? some in some form of way <laughs> in some form of way I think when you're out there your actions kind of kind of mirror and it's like you'd have your actions and then it's kind of holds up like a mirror Mm. To who and to you and your character and personality. Yeah, I think that's but, beautiful, beautifully put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think definitely with regards to a gap year, I haven't met anyone yet that went on one and said, "Oh yeah, I kind of wish I didn't do yeah, that." I, or, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, time. I, 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 I regret that. Well, the yeah. reason you dislike people who are like you know your classic gap yards is because they sound so interesting. You know, they've gone and had this. We're just jealous, aren't we? Yeah, yeah that's we've it. We've not been on one, have we? Oh yeah, all they talk about is all the amazing travels that they've been on for a year and yeah. I've, I've just come straight to uni. Yeah. Uh, and that is, I think that is it. Yeah. They just seem like a world I guess, mm. I guess it's quite hard to relate to if you haven't. If you haven't, yeah. yeah so the furthest I've been is probably Spain. That's Not the furthest one. I've got. Ever? Yeah. Spain, yeah. Spain. Well, South Africa. You've been South Africa, yeah. South Africa. That's a long way. <laughs> I mean, it's South Africa though. South it's, not, it's not Southeast Asia or anything. Well, no, but South, yeah, I've done Southeast Asia, but I don't think I did it in the sense of like you, you, you went biking in for a month. Yeah, so, yeah. I, d- I did it all by myself as well. That, you see, that, that was just that pure, is, pure, that's pure, how, how was yeah. that? I mean, for me, like that was amazing. Do you enjoy spending time on your own in the sense of not? Are you content? What What I enjoyed about it was I didn't have anything else, any kind of other yeah. influence like from home. So I didn't have any friends. I was quite disconnected. You know, from home, I'd barely, you know, use my phone or anything yeah. like that. So when you're in that kind of space, it's just you, yourself, and, you know, you can go wherever you want to yeah. go. You can do whatever yeah. you want to do. You can yeah. act however, you know, you want to act. Yeah. And, and did, you, did you think that made it, you know, like just going up and speaking to people, like having to speak to people when you're on your own, did you, would you say that you completely changed with that, uh, just being by yourself and having to go and talk to people? For sure. It definitely forces you to meet other people. Yeah. 
And I think also being by yourself, you're actually more open to meeting other people. Yeah, yeah. And I think even even since then, I'm I can happily now, you know, just meet someone on the street or you know in these random kind of places in everyday life, and you know actually have a nice chat with them or kind of yeah, even, without, even, without even become friends strange. with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That's what we men to do, isn't it? I think it a lot is. of people were discussing this the other day about smartphones and hiding behind your phone Indeed, screen and stuff yeah. like that. So you Indeed, mentioned. Yeah didn't use your phone that much yeah do you still not use your phone that much uh i mean or have i think you been sucked back into i mean it? i think it's a constant battle with the phone it as is, i think yeah. as i think it is with so many people nowadays yeah i mean i've recently take, taken the very mildly evasive action of deleting all kind of social media apps yeah, I think that's a good thing to do. I've not tried that yet. You should. Uh, but you definitely I should. Can't. But it's not that bad once you delete it. it but it the pro- but but the problem is you still got Safari. So now I'm just going on Safari. <laughs> it's the same. Instagram, Twitter, there's no escape. I'm still fine trying to yeah. find a, a, an escape. Yeah. I don't think it happens at this age, though. I think it happens on your older. But just doing but that in itself is it's positive, showing but, that you tr- you're trying mm, at least. Yeah. Uh, but I think ultimately my goal is to delete and deactivate my account. On yeah, really. Instagram, Although, Instagram, even Twitter. I know you guys are talking great about Twitter. Even Twitter. Yeah. Maybe. That's where I get all my views. Not my views, but my news. <laughs> yeah. I get all my views. <laughs> my for, news. Sorry. Freudian slip. Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> but um, one thing I did notice, which you guys listening won't be able to see, is one of your Instagram pictures in Japan of the cricket. Oh yeah, With the, was it Mount Fuji behind? Yeah, that's right. So that's an incredible picture. So this was your uh, your lap. So you went on a year abroad, didn't you? A semester mm, abroad. Yeah. yeah. Is that? Is it just a semester? Just yeah. a semester, okay. yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it looks so that was to Japan. But you want to go to Japan, don't I you? I think that's on the list. So I mean, yeah. oh, can you just tell us about your time in Japan? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. Please. Um, it yeah. looked so incredible. So I went from March to August just for a semester abroad, uh, studying in uh, Tokyo. I mean, it was a great, it was a great experience, you know, learning in another university, experiencing another culture is always really exciting. Um, you know, had loads of fun, met lots of great friends. But if I want to compare this trip to my previous trip, it, it wasn't the same kind of transformative experience for me. But I still did learn a lot about myself and definitely reinforced some things that, you know, I knew before, but maybe... I needed to learn the lesson a few more times to actually realise it. So I guess one of those things was actually the value of friends. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. Some, yeah, it's it's a simple thing, but having yeah. good people around you that you enjoy being around and I would say make you the best version of yourself. Well whoever you surround yourself with, you're gonna become Well there's that thing that um like you are you're the product of the five people that you spend the most time with. Um, so just having, enjoying that, yeah, and, and saying, yeah, enjoying having good friends and making them feel valued, mm. I think that's another thing, is yeah. letting them know that so they're a good friend. Because yeah. back in the day, I think it used to be quantity over quality, didn't there, a little oh, of bit? Of course it did. But I think nowadays it's more it's changing, yeah. quality over quantity. That's how I feel anyway. Definitely. I completely agree Definitely. with you. But, um, but yeah, Japan, just another thing with the culture, I mean, it looks, the, you know, just the house, again, it's very spiritual, isn't it? Um, and were you just you were just in Tokyo, but did you go and see the the north and different parts or? So I think unfortunately, 
you know, when I went to Japan, had these, you know, big plans when I was there. You know, I'm going to go travel around. I'm going to go do this on the tea farm. I'm going to get into this. I think you only have time for so much stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I was studying there at university. And university there, they take attendance. So, oh, I've heard about this. Okay. So you have to... So in terms of, like, free time, extra time to go away, it's actually quite limiting. And also it was expensive. Yes, I've heard yeah, as well. How expensive are we talking? Like, just so we know, is it a ballpark uh, figure? For, so, a, for a pint, even? Is that a good reader of I mean, how expensive a country is? It, I say I drinking drink, Drinking was the cheapest thing in Tokyo, actually. Like, really? you could yeah. drink out fairly cheap, but even just, like, carrots and vegetables at the supermarket were really expensive. Really? Right. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And what's the... Um, transportation systems like pretty Got good great, great but they? expensive like yeah. too expensive yeah. to travel around on really right. okay. Un- unfortunately yeah that's because sh- you know we want to go so i think we're just asking Come questions for, for a few days and then then swiftly move on yeah think, yeah we might have to but i mean it's amazing that you've seen so much of the world and you know countries that so many people dream of going to uh, mm-hmm. would you say it's made you more worldly I think that's the word, you know? Yeah, dude. So, 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 I'm some wise old master now, man. Um, I mean, I see you as, as sort of, yeah. I don't know. I mean, but like, but I have to say, you know, it is, it's a great privilege to be able to travel firstly. Yeah. You know, not, not, not everyone can. And I think we're in the lucky situation, you know, where we can, you know, experience it these is. amazing things. So, yeah. so I am always grateful for that. But every time I go away, it's kind of like self self growth in the way you yeah. know. I kind of learn something new about myself, or yeah. maybe I take up a different interest. So, yeah, yeah, and that in terms of personal development, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also for me, you know, I just love kind of going into like a new country and just like analyzing kind of every like micro de- micro detail about you know their customs, like the way they act, yeah. their attitudes towards you know cleanliness. Or, fam- yeah. or yeah, family yeah. Just, yeah. relationships, food. Did you ever find it difficult in, in, in Japan or in Nepal with the cultural uh, differences or not particularly were you not, easy not, assimilated? Not really, because I, I love it. I, I love I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Profound. Um, so I think I love standing out and kind of being the odd one out. Yeah, so okay. in, in, yeah. in in Japan, I love being the gaijin, which is like the yeah. word for like the foreigner. Yes, yeah. and people intrigued are they? They're intrigued. Yeah. yeah. So I just love the feeling of you know walking down the street, people yeah, are kind of staring at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I know that for a lot of other people, that can kind of grate on them in a bit. Mm. I yeah. think even people who wanted to assimilate and become kind of part of Tokyo City, yeah. knowing that they will never be truly into the city or involved with it yeah i think kind of put them off for i did put them off actually okay kind of living mm. there that is interesting so i think yeah some people definitely found it harder to kind of settle in in that respect and tokyo is so big as well i think we forget yeah. it's like what 34 million i think i think it's 35.5 okay Quick facts. well Quick facts. Hit facts. you're I'm definitely correct. wrong but i'm hitting all the facts today. <laughs> um well you know yeah. coming back from from traveling um, I just want to talk about uni, going back to uni, assimilating back into uni life. You went back to the same uni, am I right? Yeah, I went oh. back to the same uni. In, in London, yeah. That's and right. you studied... Uh, so I studied liberal arts. Liberal arts, nice. yeah. yeah. And did you, was it like 
completely different uh, from the start or did it still take a bit of time obviously being in London or I think it was definitely different mainly because in those two years that elapsed since I first went to university so much in my life has changed and a lot about me had changed as well mm. and I discovered you know new interests you know I I felt more mature I think also taking that time out it made me kind of really eager to learn as well and just for I actually found that I missed education <clears throat> excuse me I missed exercising my mind so when I first came back you know I was really eager to get involved with the work get involved with the university um so it was different in that respect and I guess what also kind of showed was uh, the types of friends that I made this time around compared to first time around first time around I think my friends were you know, all great people, but we were more interested in just going out and partying. Yeah, freshies. Yeah. Yeah. I think freshies vibe. Yeah. As 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 you do when you first go to university. Mm. But then next time, you know, my friends were a bit more kind of laid back, chilled out. And also they'd also kind of been through, you know, some kind of struggle or problem as well. Yeah. Okay. So That's really interesting yeah. actually that there was that that change and you're going into your final year, you're looking forward to it. Excited. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah. Do you have I'm to do excited. a dissertation? Yeah. Is that a dissertation? I have to do a dissertation, which I'm just beginning to get stressed over now. Way too early. <laughs> Wait way too end. early. Wait way too end. early. It's, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. The I, I, if you plan it properly and you spend your days working yeah. hard, I did mine in about two weeks. <laughs> okay. That's not how to no, do it. I definitely don't do that. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question. It's a bit of a broad question, a bit of a. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But I'm interested to to know what makes you happy oh. and it's a bit that's, of a, a, that's a good question it that's I like a good that. one it's a good one well it's it's a question that you know I often struggle with and I often have to ask myself over and over again mm. but I think when I'm feeling good what makes me happy is number one having friends around me when you have close relationships close friends around you all your problems just seem you know so much lighter I think you really kind of value what's important in life. But I think for now, me being happy is me kind of being active and being thirsty for life. And so that would be, you know, seeing friends, you know, socialising, you know, pursuing my, pursuing my interests, whether it be, you know, samurais or backgammon or like, yeah, 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 know, yeah. What, what, whatever it may be, you know, learning. So I think having all these kind of small things in my life, but just kind of make up one whole. Yeah. I think all of that together kind of is when I'm most fulfilled, I think. That is really beautifully yeah. put, Samaji. That is so, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's just that. doing, isn't it? It's like just doing stuff. I think that's the problem yeah. that we've yeah. all faced at some point is knowing what you enjoy, but not putting it into action. So socialising, mm. I think, yeah. you know, a lot of us know how much it helps, but sometimes yeah, we, think, we um, might not do it as much as we need to. Yeah, uh, if we know yeah. it makes us happy but that is honestly that is really beautifully put and do, you, do you read a lot? I do read not as much as I should but I do read yes okay yeah any books that you'd recommend off the top of your head? I mean I'm reading actually I have one book that I really would recommend it's okay. called uh, Hagakure okay okay H-A-G-A-K-U-R-E okay and it's written by uh, a Japanese samurai 
kind of on his deathbed in the 1700s. Wow. And the book is essentially kind of small inserts, maybe a paragraph, half a page, one page, about what it is to be the way of the samurai. Okay. And it's got loads of different yeah. things from, you know, the mentality of going into battle, how to chop someone's head off. But it's also how to... Ch- <laughs> but, it's, but, it's, but, but, yeah. but it's also got, I think, uh, it's kind of about, you know, their philosophy towards life, you know, relationships, friends, per- yeah. personal appearance. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's sometimes humorous, sometimes sad, sometimes funny, and also quite philosophical as well. That's what you want. Right? Yeah. That's, what that's, a, that's a fantastic yeah. suggestion. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, well, a, it's a great book. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much for coming. Thanks you, for having me. You've grown it. into I'm, it. I made it. it. I made yeah. it. Cheers, boys. Yeah, no, it's been, honestly, whenever you want to come on again, you know, you're such an interesting guy. Thank you very uh, much. We'd love to have you on again. And I hope you, you've enjoyed it as well. No, I have really enjoyed yeah, that. Not as daunting now. No, it's, been it's like, getting slightly darker, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been, it's been quite uh, therapeutic, actually. It's, it's, with you guys, yeah, so. it's good to Free therapy yeah, with yeah, Luke and yeah, Ross. There you go. Maybe I wouldn't plug that. <laughs> no, I would not no, plug that. definitely not that. Um, Shall we finish with our... Our motivational quotes. I mean, you kind of hit, <laughs> hit out the bar. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've got a lot of motivation. I mean, I, I feel like I just want to go and, you know, seize life now. That's yeah. Good. Honestly, I think that was such an interesting... Do you want to go to Japan? It. Yeah. Should we go tomorrow? Well, just change the boys. Sorry, postponing the podcast. Get yourself over. But um, should we finish with a motivational quote each that we found? Just as just... So people can take it into the rest of their day. We like to finish on, of on course. that sort of note. Yeah. How about you go first? Should I go friend? first? Yeah, okay. Go so my it. motivational quote today is by Mary Kay Ash, who is um, an American business lady, founder of Mary Kay Ash Cosmetics. I don't know if you've heard of it at uh, all. I personally haven't. <laughs> I found um, a quote, then I found a name, then I looked her up. Okay. So she said, pretend that every single person you meet has a sign around his or her neck that says, make me feel important not only will you succeed in sales you will succeed in life that's so very, you know to make that person nice. feel important and obviously you will sales, go very far sales as well i'm on the sales role army at the moment <laughs> always plugging that and what's yours uh, yeah so mine is from uh, seneca seneca huh if you can read it yeah it's pretty dark um it's from seneca the younger uh, so he was a roman stoic philosopher I'm sure a lot of people have heard of him. So mine's quite short. Um, difficulties strengthen the mind as labour does the body. And that's sort of similar to what you've been saying, Samaji, yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, we all face difficulties at some point. It's how we react to that. Mm. And basically, be like James, guys. I think that's the way to put it, you know? Be like James, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, honestly, just again, yeah. it's been such a pleasure having yeah, you on Thanks, thank you very much. And, I'm really um, appreciate I'm it. sure you'll be back on soon. Yeah, um, love that and we'll, we'll 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 get the next pod out in the next few days yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, if you need to get in touch or you'd like to get in touch what is the email hooky it says the naked student at cludle.com and, so and cludle is spelt k-l-o-o-d-l-e is it cludle fantastic alright see you soon guys